Molly Rose Speed is an expert in creating what everyone wants more of, time freedom. She is a military spouse and solo world traveler who believes in creating a business and a life that allows you to do more of what you love. She is the creator of Virtual Assistant Academy and the founder of Virtual Assistant Management, which provides trusted VA certification and placement in the online market. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you earn more and save more. Their certificate options earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Check them out at NavyFederal.org. All right, we're talking with a military spouse, Molly Rose Speed from Virtual Assistant Academy. Molly, got a lot of great things to talk about with business and entrepreneurship, but I do want to hear where you're coming from, your military background. Yeah, so thanks for having me, Joe. I am excited to be talking about to the military community. So I am a military spouse. I say 14 years because dating counts these days as a spouse, (laughs) Uh, stationed down in the panhandle of Florida. And I was what I call a corporate cubicle dweller, did the finance job, got lucky enough to get a really good job when I moved down here. But I realized really quickly that this wasn't the life that I wanted to live. My husband was on his fifth deployment at the time, gone all the time. When he was gone, I wanted to travel overseas and do my own thing or be with family and this 10 days of vacation thing that America thinks is okay, wasn't okay with me. Um, So I did the scariest thing at the time of my life and quit cold turkey and became a virtual assistant and had no idea what a virtual assistant was at the time. And it snowballed into training over 150 virtual assistants, most of them military spouses and creating this business. Yeah. Now, when you quit your job, did you go looking for a, for a job after that? Or did you already have the virtual assistant thing in mind as your exit plan? No, I was on my second corporate job out of college. So I'd been out for four years and, and I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do. And I, I always thought we were going to move just like everyone does, you know, in PCS every right. two to three years. So I, I knew that that me getting another job wasn't going to be the solution that I was looking for long-term. So I just quit. I had no plan it was the craziest thing I thought at the time that I'd ever done. But within four months, I had a job doing a social media crowdfunding campaign for a student loan documentary of just someone I'd met at a conference one time. And I just figured it out. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. did you start uh, You start doing more virtual assistant type jobs? Yes. Yeah. That? So I, I got that role. We, we crowdfunded $75,000 all online. And I was the manager of that. And then... The founder of that documentary film needed an assistant. So I asked him no less than four times if he would hire me. He finally said yes. And then that kind of opened up the doors. And and again, I I knew, you know, how to do email and I knew how to schedule and do things from working in corporate, but not the way you do it now professionally. Um, so I learned a lot on the job and then I just got referred and referred as it went. And that's how I gained my experience. Yeah. Now, the, the the first crowdfunding job on your own, did you know anything about crowdfunding at the time? No, I didn't. I didn't. So, so how it was were you all, able to work your way into that? It was all, they needed a social media manager. And what I tell even my new VAs that 
say, I don't know, I don't need skills. I don't know what to do. Well, we all sit on our phones and we're all using social media. We know how to use social media um, by just learning a few small techniques on how to market on social media. And a lot of that's changed over the past four or 12 years. Yeah. And then we're now doing it. So I just learned as I went, watched a lot of YouTube and and managed it. It's great. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, so a- after that first experience, who you were working for, you just became their their virtual assistant, essentially. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, and then it went from there. So along the way, uh, you know, have you talking with other military spouses that were in the yeah. same position as you, like, you know, what are some of their experiences and stories um, as far as trying to work in corporate America, getting tired of corporate yeah. America and, and what the virtual assistant thing can do for them? Yeah. So I found myself having the same conversations Starbucks meetup after Starbucks meetup. And it was all about no flexibility. Uh, the husband was deployed. They they were having kids, had no childcare options, wanted to travel, needed to go home while their husband was deployed to have that support if they were a mom um, and just looking for more. And the job opportunities, I've, I've done a lot of research around military bases, you know, getting hired sometimes is difficult because they stereotype, you know, um, they call us out that we're already military spouses. They know we're going to leave. So a lot of times we don't get the job or we get a lower pay than we would have gotten. So a lot of those things were coming up. And, and the biggest thing was kind of like loss of identity. Like they wanted something for themselves that they could do and be proud of and also have flexibility. And so that's what entered this conversation of becoming a virtual assistant. So the ones that have gone through my program or done it on their own have thrive. I mean, it's, it's really cool to see what happens. Yeah. So you kind of did a your you got your first virtual assistant job. Well, you knew the you already knew the the guy in person and just became his assistant and then yeah. probably a little ways down the road you realize, "Hey, I'm actually a virtual assistant here." Yeah. Probably exactly. different than most people uh, fall into that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a little less intentional, I guess, than what I'm, the path I'm asking people to do today. Yeah. Yeah. And then how long were you that, that first virtual assistant job that you had, how long were you in that one? I actually worked with him for over eight years. So Holy cow, that's awesome. we had a killer relationship. The, he was a public speaker and his business. I mean, we did really, really well together. I ended up booking him as a speaker. So I earned great money on commission for that. I built courses for him on websites. It just he he opened the door for me to learn as I grew, which is happening a lot with new clients. Yeah. And then he was also a great referral source. So he wasn't my only client. I had, you know, up to five or six at a time. Oh, wow. And then did you start developing your own uh, tactics, techniques, and procedures, uh, TTPs yeah. on how to be an, an efficient and effective virtual assistant? Yeah, yes, absolutely. So about five years into being a VA, Again, having the same conversation with spouses over and over, I realized people, women need to be doing this. Most of my VAs are women because I have a few gentlemen, but, uh, and I needed to package this. So I created my first iteration of the academy at that time. And it was all about how to start this business, you know, running the back end, getting an LLC, how to price, what services are you going to offer? And it's completely evolved since then. But yep, that's, that's how I started it out, all out. Awesome. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit like $50 for an easy start certificate, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. 
Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long-term. If you're saving for a down payment on a new car, you may need an auto loan at a great rate. Navy Federal's there too. Applying is easy. You can do it on their mobile app, online, or by phone. And it's so fast, you can get a decision in seconds. Plus, with their car buying service, powered by TrueCar, you can shop, compare, and get upfront pricing on your next new or used car. At Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, open to the armed forces, the DOD, veterans, and their families. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Rates subject to change and are based on credit worthiness. Messages and data rates may apply. Visit NavyFederal.org for more information and to apply. There's never been a better time to start an online business. And if you need a website for your e-commerce business, you really only have two choices. Pay a lot of money or try to do it yourself, which never works well unless you're a web designer. At least that's what I thought until I discovered Hostinger. Hostinger has everything you need to thrive online. You can launch a website or online shop in minutes without technical or design skills, and it's only $2.99 a month, including a free domain name. They have over 150 beautiful and fully customizable templates for e-commerce, blogs, portfolios, landing pages. It's ridiculously easy to use. You can launch a WordPress website in one click or use Hostinger's drag-and-drop website builder. And you can create a free logo in seconds using Hostinger's AI logo maker powered by ChatGPT. Right now, you can get 78% off website and hosting plans plus two months free, which equals get everything for just $2.99 a month. So check out Hostinger.com veteran. Use promo code veteran for an extra 10% off. That's Hostinger.com veteran and use promo code veteran. All right, we're back talking with military spouse Molly Rose Speed from Virtual Assistant Academy. So, Molly, you're five years into your first VA job, which you kind of grabbed, you know, um, differently than most people that want to start with a VA. But it's going great. You worked there for eight years. You had other clients going on at that point. Things were going awesome. You decided, I like how you put that. I, ha- I decided I need to package this because all those Starbucks conversations you were having with all the other military spouses, you see the need. Military spouses have a tendency to be um, very well educated and dependable and, and adjusted to the military lifestyle. The military spouses make great VAs. I mean, this is a well-known fact. So what were some of the first steps you did when you decided, hey, I'm going to package this and create a business out of it? Yeah, so I started interviewing military spouses and, and kind of just gathering all the questions that they were asking, you know, one-on-one of creating an online course or program. Um, and, and putting those together so I can share some of that now, you know, I think one of the, the biggest things that happen when someone wants to become a virtual assistant, they've never done it before is what will I offer? Like, what do I have? Who's yeah. going to hire me? Someone's that really going to pay me to do this, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the minute you get paid, even for your first hour, you're like, wow, this is really exciting. I can get paid to do this. Um, so I always tell new, new VAs, don't overthink it, you know? Uh, email management could be a service that's in really high demand. If you can get your client's inbox down by the end of the week, we are the happiest people on the planet. We're creating them to be very happy. Uh, booking travel, handling busy schedules, uh, doing social media, you know, something that a, most business owners don't have time for and don't want to do, but military spouses are really well versed in social media. Um, So that's kind of the biggest thing. What will you offer? And then 
and then getting the confidence to actually charge. So how am I going to price this or how am I going to go offer this service? And the, the basic way to do that is to, to just work hourly to start. Um, but then I teach you kind of how to get into offering a retainer, which is charging monthly for a set amount of hours. So you're providing the extra 20 hours a month and they're guaranteed that 20 hours a month. It works really, really well for, pe- for people. And then you can get into things like projects and stuff. So there's a lot of places to go with that. Um, and then the other thing to add is kind of looking at your, your lifestyle. When do you want to work? Because the beauty of being a virtual assistant is we can work wherever, whenever we want. And I say that with full integrity, it actually works. So if you're a stay-at-home mom or a mom, I guess not stay-at-home necessarily, if you want to be a virtual assistant um, and your child goes to school from eight to three, you might work from nine to two or you're a night owl and you want to do stuff from nine to midnight. You can do that and kind of pick and select clients that will be able to accommodate you working at those hours. So that's kind of a, a good place to start. Yeah. Cause sometimes to me, it seems like there's really two things you do with a virtual assistant. You either take a bunch of stuff off, off somebody's plate or there's, or there's the big project stuff. And a, a lot of people don't realize it, especially even, even like business owners, they don't realize like, Hey, you don't have to tackle your inbox yourself every day. Like, I know Pat Flynn years ago talked about hiring somebody because he had like 10,000 emails in his inbox and he hired this gal and she got him to inbox. Is that what they call it? Inbox zero. Inbox zero. Inbox zero. And he never could have done it by himself. He's the first time I heard the concept that you can hire somebody to to manage your email for you. And yeah. So, you know, two things, if you're listening to this one, if you're somebody that never gets to inbox zero, Maybe you should be hiring somebody, especially if it's your business email. And, and two, if you're somebody looking to become a virtual assistant, people will actually pay you to manage their inbox for them. It, and Really well. Yeah, exactly. And so maybe you get paid a little bit to manage the inbox and you get paid a little bit more to um, start doing other things. You mentioned travel and other, other, all those things that consume most of us on a daily basis and we can't get down to the real work that we like to do. Those are things that if you own a business, you should be hiring that stuff out. And like for, I use myself as an example. I learned how to podcast and I learned how to use Adobe Audition and do all my editing. And in the beginning, I did it all myself because I didn't have the money to hire somebody. Then I realized it come, somebody would do it for really cheap. And so now these, all these things that I can still do them myself, yeah. but I hired out because if I save you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes editing a podcast episode every week, if I save that myself, that gives me you know, 20 minutes to do something else. And it's just exactly the first couple of times I had somebody else do things for me that I could have done myself. It was like, it was, it was an empowering feeling like, wow, I've actually got somebody taking things off my plate. And then what happens from like, from my experience as a solopreneur, the first few times I had, they take stuff off my plate and then you realize, wow, they not only did it as good as me, they're actually doing it better than I did because they've got the time to, to dedicate, to do, to do those things. Then I started realizing, I'm like, holy cow, man, I'm the one that's in the way of my own, own business here. So yeah. I started farming out as much stuff as I could. And, you know, it, it gets to the point, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a free it's a very freeing feeling to experience that as a solopreneur, you get people to start doing little things for you. And next thing you know, 
you're right now when I do an interview, all I have to do is the interview and I, I click a few buttons. And when the interview is over with, I'm done. I don't do, I don't do anything else. And I used to do it all. And it's, it's a very powerful feeling to have that. Yeah. And you're bringing up such a good point on the value that this service, even just a podcast uh, manager is providing you. Like, I think virtual assistants kind of get the the rap that it's the menial stuff. It's the manager, you know, just the admin. It is so much more than that. I argue that the assistant to any business is one of the most important people on the team. They're the gatekeeper. They're the first person that you encounter usually if you're in the inbox or they're making phone calls on your behalf. And so it it's so much more than just someone that's tasked. Um, at least those are the virtual assistants that I train in place, these professional type A admin driven people that can come to your business and really change turn things around. And there's so much autonomy and happiness in the virtual assistant to be able to do that because yeah. we're so organized, you know, it's, it's a great, it's a great thing for both yeah. the entrepreneur and the Absolutely. BA. And I will give a call out to my podcast manager, Sarah. She's Yay. not only a military spouse, but she's in the reserves. She's awesome. just coming off of a one year deployment. She was deployed overseas for a year and she was my podcast manager before that deployment. She was my podcast manager during the deployment. She pulled it off. She managed to get everything done while That's she was awesome. deployed. And now she's coming off the deployment. She's going to continue to be my podcast manager. Well, at least I hope so. Yeah. So perfect example right there. My podcast manager before, during, and after a one-year deployment overseas maintained her status as my podcast manager. So, and you know, pulled it off. So, um, you know, just to, to put my money yeah. where my mouth is. Um, and, and she's not the only one I have. I, I have like, like four people working for me that do sometimes little things. I, I, the guy who edits my podcast, he, he, he just does a little bit of stuff for me and gets paid a little bit of money. But when he does it probably for 10 or 20 people, then it becomes worth a lot of, he does one little thing for 10 or 20 different people. Then it becomes a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. And if he's smart, he's probably doing editing like most likely, let's say he's just doing editing only. He's probably so efficient. Yep. He probably just charges per podcast and he just gets us done. And it's like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So go, go back to some of the things that like, okay, I'm going, I'm going to start a business. What, what were some of the first things you had to learn or tackle in getting a legitimate business off the ground? Yeah. I think I just had a conversation with someone. So I want to highlight this, especially as military spouses and, and most of us being female that come into this role, but Bound, setting boundaries from the very beginning are super important. So not only when are you going to work and when are you available and deciding that for yourself, but having the uh, policies or almost procedures within your your business that you're offering your services to someone else of you know when you're going to respond to email, when tasks are going to get done, how are you going to communicate that with your client? Like that early on, if you if you take one thing from this, will completely change the game as you become a professional virtual assistant. Um, Because if you let those things go, that's where we get kind of overwhelmed. Why did I do this? Even business owners probably go through this. Um, So I think that that's super important. But early on getting started, I, I think identifying three things that you can offer to clients is a good place to start. And I kind of mentioned how virtual assistants, new ones, you know, what am I going to offer? Who am I? A lot of that comes with confidence. Um, So a little bit of mindset work there and and knowing that you know, you might try something and dislike it. That's the beauty of this is you don't have to offer that again, or you don't have to do that 
Um, or you might do something and you might not do it correctly one time or three times. That's okay. I've done that. I've been there and I'm here to tell you that it's okay. Um, but just kind of starting to realize the things that you know that you could probably professionalize like social media management or inbox management or um, updating simple websites, a little advanced, but let's say you've, you've done that in the past. Virtual assistants can do that. We're not necessarily the ones building full websites, but we could be the blog editor and upload it and share it on social. That's a service that you could offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of the exercise I ask new, new virtual assistants that are really trying to figure this out is kind of start writing down all the things that you know how to do or you do, um, either professionally or personally. There's also personal virtual assistants that work for a lot of female C-suite CEOs and and that and and you handle all their at-home life. I have virtual assistants that order tutus for little girls' dance recitals or book travel or reservations for their date nights. There's so many things um, that you know. A two-minute conversation with me, I'd probably identify five to ten things that you could be doing. So yeah, I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, and one thing I would say, like. If you're looking to hire a virtual assistant, you need to know the kind of things that virtual assistants can do for you. And you need to know the things that virtual assistants can't do for you. Um, and I discovered this the first couple of times I was dealing with some virtual assistants. I really needed like a very high level. Well, a virtual assistant can't tell you where your business needs to go next. You know, these big, you know, big blue arrow high level type decision making things most virtual assistants that's not what they're for they're there for something um some guys many years ago they said if it's making you money you shouldn't be doing it and what they meant by was once you have something perfected enough where you've got it making money that's when you turn it over to somebody else because now it's a process yep the next thing you're going to go do to go figure out how to make money on something else that's where you come in and you have to go do that. A virtual assistant can't figure out another stream of income for you, yeah. but they can manage <laughs> and operate a current, something that's currently running very good. Don't have them try to come in and fix things for you. Nope. You plug people in to current systems that are running operating, but require your time and you free your time up and you go on to the next one. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Very well said. So do you, do you find yourself doing coaching with like people that are looking to hire virtual assistants? Do you find yeah. do you have a program for them too? So they know what to yeah. expect. So the other side of this story, you know, I, I trained several virtual assistants and, you know, I network with business owners all the time and they find out that I have trained virtual assistants Well, they want to hire them. So we created a virtual assistant um, agency called virtual assistant management. Mm -hmm. And it is a placement agency for our certified virtual assistants. So if you go through my program, uh, we have a placement process for you to get jobs, which is really great. If you're a business owner looking to hire a virtual assistant, we consult with you, help you get clear, clear on what it is that you need to outsource in what order, because you know, we got to start somewhere. Um, and we consult with you on that and then place you with virtual assistants that have been certified through the Academy. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, another in, in the context of from the business owner trying to hire a virtual assistant. One thing I learned early on when I, when I went with a different virtual assistant company that was military spouse owned, but, um, this was several years ago, the first virtual assistant I had they didn't work for me for very long before poof, they were gone. And I'm like, 
oh no, I, I, and what the virtual assistant company did was she was gone. They already had all these systems in place that were built up by her and for her and, and by me. They found someone else. They had already plugged them in, notionally trained them on the new procedures and what the new person was going to be doing and then told me the bad news. And it was like, by the way, so-and-so is leaving, but we've already hired somebody else for you and she's already trained up and ready to go. So keep on. And I, I was like, what? Like it was seamless for me because yep. they basically re- replaced, you know, and so you can replace a person. Don't take this the wrong way. You can re- easily replace a person if you've got great systems and automation set up uh, for that virtual assistant to, to do and, and execute. And so for me, that, that experience, when that happened, like they were probably thinking like I was going to be irritated or something, but I was just like, oh my God, like you, I just lost an employee and (laughs) gained another one. Didn't even know it. And I I never skipped a beat and I didn't have to do anything and everything kept going, operating just fine. That that's the power of having somebody, a virtual assistant and having those systems and automation set up for you and roll to the next one. Because people, yeah. people move on. I mean, people do other things, you know? Yep. It's gonna and happen. to your point, for those of you that aren't involved in an agency or, or going that direction, if you just hire direct to a virtual assistant, ask them to do that, to document and create SOPs. And that's super important. That's a really good point. Yeah. They should be, you know, if you can't do it yourself, they should be, and you're going to yeah. kind of have to do a little bit of that, get some procedures in place in order to train your virtual assistant. The good news is you should only have to do it once get those things in place and then you turn it over to them. Um, yes. yeah, great experience. So, um, I, 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 that basically sold me on the VA concept was something that I just, I wasn't expecting that. And the, and I always knew, Oh yeah, systems. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I got it. I got it. But when it actually happened and all, everything was already in place and we were using LastPass at password manager, for them to get in, you know, for the first person to get into all the stuff without giving them my actual passwords and all, all of that transferred over to the new person also seamlessly. So it was just, it was almost a great experience that that, that actually happened to me because <laughs> it was totally great. sold on the concept uh, ever since then. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Now you can rest easy. If you lose a team member, it's, it's a seamless transition. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that was, that's the whole, that's, that's really the main idea behind it. It's not the daily execution. It's when this person leaves, you can, you're, you can continue to operate. So. Yes, um, absolutely. Hey, so, so how do we find virtual assistant Academy? Yes. Yeah, so virtual assistant If you're looking to become a virtual assistant, a uh, great community of women, I support you monthly all, all the time. And then uh, virtualassistantmanagement.com if you're looking to hire a virtual assistant. And I'm Molly Rose Speed on all social channels. Cool. Molly Rose Speed. Like, how did you get, how did you get like three cool names all together I know. like that? I married, I married a pilot whose last name is Speed, which yeah, is Yeah, I can only imagine ironic. what his call sign is. Yeah. High, yeah. Didn't. high speed or low, low speed. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's so awesome. I, I love it. Though, every time I, speed. I feel yeah. the need for speed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All of it. Every time I check out at a store, if, if they're military kids or something, they're always like, cool name. Oh my gosh. Cool name. <laughs> right. It's not even made up. That's your real names, right? That's my real name. <laughs> That's great. Well, so we are getting close to the end of our time. If you're, if you're talking to a military spouse out there, 
um, whether, you know, that's looking to become a virtual assistant, um, what kind of advice comes to mind? Like, what can you share with them about the overall experience and what it can do for them? Yes. I think, first of all, you're not stuck. I think that's something that we all kind of feel as military spouses being displaced and being thrown into this culture. Um, and if you're you're desiring something that's flexible, financially rewarding, uh, and challenging, I think becoming a virtual assistant is a great opportunity. And there are amazing avenues to do it. Having trained over 150 VAs, 80% of them being military spouses, I can I can tell you I have case study after case study of how this affects the military family and the spouse life. And it's it's just really exciting. So definitely look into it and consider it and and do some research about it because it's it's life changing. So I've been told. <laughs> awesome. So and how life changing is it for you the fact that you're you're running a successful business. You've become an entrepreneur you, yeah. you, what we like to say, you're pretty much a, a unemployable at this point. Yeah. I didn't even know Can't what the word entrepreneur back. was when I graduated college because <laughs> they don't tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't that back then. Yep. They've tra- yeah. trained you to become an employee. Yeah, they do. Awesome. And, well, yeah. and you actually were working in the cube farm. That's one, that's one, that's in my intro for the podcast, like trying to, trying to, trying to escape the cube farm. Yeah. Cubicle <laughs> dweller. It was awful. Cubicle dweller. Yeah. I like cube farm. <laughs> Cubicle I like dweller. cube farm. Yeah. I'm going to use that farm, one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Iowa. So oh, yeah. it kind of, kind of fitting. Cube farm works perfectly. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Cool. Well, Molly, thanks for sharing your entrepreneurial success story and, uh, you know, look, look Molly up at uh, virtual assistant Academy or virtual assistant management, uh, depending yeah. on which one you're looking for. And, uh, we look forward to seeing your future success. All right. Thanks Joe. You bet. All right. We're out. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.